This is Lucy Grubb, and you are listening to the Cloud Watcher Uno podcast. Hi everybody, that was Lucy Grubbs' You Don't Do Anything from her EP, Waste My Time. Now, let's listen in to the podcast. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good to see you, Lucy. How are you? 
I am very well, thank you. How are you? I'm very well. Um, so good to have you on the show. Uh, fine, thank you so much. Uh, what's what's new? Um, that's a really good question. <laughs> um, so I have been playing some shows recently. Um, getting back into live gigging has been yeah amazing. Being in front of in front of real people has just been the best thing ever. I, I saw that you were at the, the 229 Club with, with Janine Barabari recently. What was that like? Yeah, it was lovely to be back in London. Um, I obviously, I live in Norfolk. Um, so I've been doing a lot of my local shows around this area. So it was really nice to get to London and to kind of see some of my fans that I hadn't seen in over um a good few years so um it was lovely it was a really intimate show um just yeah so good to be back um and excuse the pun but uh, that seems like you tra traveled more than 18 miles <laughs> yes i love that yeah we did and i enjoy it i love getting outside of norfolk and um playing around the uk it's just my favorite thing ever fantastic and when when did you first discover that you not only had a voice but but you could sing i it's one of those moments for me because it felt very natural the kind of progression that i had i was kind of learning guitar when i was around 10 or 11 um and around the same time i was kind of writing poetry so that kind of turned into uh songwriting and then it was just natural for me to start kind of using my voice and kind of expressing myself in that way. Um, but I don't think I was a good singer. Um, I, I don't know where this voice came from. Um, it doesn't necessarily run in my family. We're not a very musical family, um, but it just it just came, came from nowhere, I guess. Um, and I'm very grateful that I'm able to use my voice in that way. Fantastic. And my, my next question is, um how does a girl from norfolk break into the like the country scene like the folk scene the country and western scene were, were you exposed but exposed to it in like at a very young age yeah so um my granddad was very heavily into country music um and i spent a lot of my time uh with him and my nanny when i was growing up so for me, when I was younger, the kind of influences that I was getting was a lot of Johnny Cash um, and that kind of sound. So I think a lot of the stuff that I write now is taking a lot of influences from country music, even though I'd call myself more Americana, which kind of has yeah. influences from folk. I think I'll always carry that kind of country sound with me because that's what I grew up with. And that's the kind of stuff that I absolutely love. Talk us through, like, you've, you've got these ideas of writing poetry and you're writing your songs. How did you progress from that to releasing your EP in 2018? Yeah, so I think for me, this was always something that I enjoyed doing. Um, I was a very creative child. I was an only child. I spent a lot of my time kind of writing in my bedroom alone with the guitar and that was really my way of expressing myself um 
I'm quite a shy person. I was even more so when I was a kid. And I think that was kind of my comfort zone to just sit down with a guitar and write how I was feeling. Um, and I think that kind of shifted from poetry. I was writing stories. It all kind of made sense when I started learning musically what was going on in the guitar to then start turning what I was writing into lyrics and melody. And I just found it so fun and so creative. And that was definitely the outlook for me to kind of express how I was feeling and what I was going through. And that kind of enjoyment turned into me getting gigs and finding that other people were also enjoying what I was doing. Um, and it kind of uh, snowballed into where I'm at now. And how do you think you've grown as an artist during this period of lockdown? Because it's hopefully not a period of time that we want to repeat again, but were you, were you able to use that time to just, I don't know, de develop your songs, your style, your voice? Yeah, so strangely for me, it was less about writing and more about evaluating what I'd already done um, in terms of my stagecraft, um, the way I interact with my band and my audience. Um, and we kind of took a year to reflect on the set list and how we can expand on the songs in like a live capacity. Um, and I'm very lucky to have a very experienced band who have played in other bands over the years and they can really take my songs to the next level, which is something that I felt like I couldn't do in previous years. Um, so it's been a year of kind of looking at the songs, reflecting on our live show, and then that's given us the opportunity to kind of come back now and to play the best we've ever played, I'd say. So in 2018, you released 18 Miles, which is fabulous. But then you also released Dear Walter as well. Where were what was these two separate things, or where, where were they merged into one? And you had songs for one that you put into the other. So they were very much different, separate projects for me. Um, Eighteen Miles was the first project and the first thing that I'd ever released, and it was my first experience of releasing music. Um, and kind of finding out who I was, my brand identity as an artist, um, and kind of what my sound was. And I think there's been such a journey from that first EP to the second EP, Dear Walter, there was a, a lot of journey that I went on between those two. And then up until now, when I released my third EP, um, there's just been so much growth um, musically um, again, as I was saying, my band has developed with me um, and I think as much as I love all three EPs, I think I'm still growing as an artist and I'm still finding my sound and still developing my sound. Um, and that's what I'm really enjoying. I think it went from pure country with 18 miles and then it's kind of grown into this sort of country folk Americana experience that sounds kind of purely my own um, and that's what I'm really enjoying and I think when I release the next thing or whatever that may be it might be slightly different but it'll still sound like my sound.
That's fantastic. Now, um, what was the experience for, for you in releasing that third EP, Waste My Time? How do you think that uh, you might have changed things from that first release? Yeah, so it's definitely been a learning curve through all of them. Um, I'm definitely a lot more versed with social media and how to kind of promote the EP and what people are looking for. Because with this third EP, it's the first time I've ever released singles off the EP. Um, and that was a conscious effort in order to kind of put some singles out there before the EP came out to kind of get people interested. Um, we had the opportunity to kind of release music videos, um, which was another like really fun creative process, um, which I'd never really thought about before. Um, being able to kind of like represent the songs visually was really interesting for me. And I think we, well, I mean, I had actually funding from the Arts Council for this EP, which has made things so much easier. Um, I've been able to pay for PR and people to help me out along the way. Um, so that's been kind of the biggest change, I think, with this EP. But um, being able to bring in other people um, has definitely meant that I could kind of elevate this record to the next level um, and kind of push it to people that wouldn't have heard it before, kind of outside of my audience. Um, so that has been kind of the biggest step up for me as an artist, and I think that's really helped me to develop. And how hard do you have to shout as an independent artist to be heard amongst this sea of Americana and gun country? Because you've not only got the bands from the States, obviously, but you've got those from the UK, but then you've also got those from Norway, because Norway has its own scene and Europe has its own country scene as well, right? Yeah, it's um, it's hard for me to kind of battle my own path, I think, because you have to, as much as it seems like competition with other artists, you have to realise that you're not in competition with them. It's just that everyone is trying to pave their own way um, and you're all trying to achieve really the same thing. Um, so for me, it was kind of staying true to myself and kind of staying true to my own sound which I think is quite individual, um, especially with the UK country scene, because there's a lot of pop country coming out at the moment. Um, so for me, it was kind of staying to, true to like my genuine roots, um, making sure that I'm bringing in that kind of old school country, but still bringing in my own elements of um, kind of modern Americana. And I think realizing that all the other artists were all in the same position, um, and even though we're fighting for those support slots or those festival slots, we all need to be supporting each other because we're all kind of on the same journey. Um, and I think the community is great in the UK. Um, and I'd love to see what it's like in other parts of the world. And I, I think you hit the nail on the head there that it's not a competition because you're pre-producing me music that you know not only your fans like but any any anyone who's got any vague interest in kind of country or americana would, would love to hear um it's it's just a way of you being able to express that joy through your words to a wide audience 
do you think that that audience is now being limited by the fact that you've got all these restrictions now because of Brexit? Yeah, I mean, for me as an emerging artist before the pandemic, it was, I was kind of taking on opportunities where I was going to be branching outside of the UK. So I was going to have opportunities like um, going to Austin um, in Texas and kind of doing songwriting residencies and going to play Americana Fest in Nashville and all of those kind of opportunities that feel um, not as open to me now. Yeah. Um, but I do think there are still a lot of funding routes for musicians in the UK. And I think it's just about learning and working hard and applying for them and kind of just knowing your options. I think there's still things out there, but I think it's just a bit harder to find now. And do you think that you've had to take on many different roles as an independent artist? You're like your own booking agent, you're like a self-publicity, um, you're a producer because you're trying to get as close to the vision that you've got in your mind to what, what people hear on the other end, right? Yeah, I think that's the, the one thing you have to learn quite early on as an independent artist is that it is a business and there's so much more than the creative side that you love doing. Um, you have to really balance that with a lot of admin you're sending a lot of emails to important people like you said you are your own booking agent you are your own publicist um you have to take on those roles that those other people are going to fill kind of further down the line if you're successful um but i think you have to show those people that you are capable of doing everything um and i think that's kind of the joy of being an independent artist is that you are in full control of all those elements, even if it does get overwhelming, you are still kind of in total control of your own creativity, which is the thing I like about being an indie artist. And I think that's also the thing I like about indie labels. If I was to ever sign to something like that, um, I kind of like that personal touch and that kind of creative freedom that you tend to lose when you get signed to a major. And I can hear the passion in your voice about your music. How do you think that translates to your fans? Yeah, this is something I've always struggled with because I feel sometimes I maybe take it for granted too much that the songs do speak for themselves. Um, I do love to tell a story and I think all of my songs do kind of tell that. But I think outside of my songs, especially when I'm on stage, I do kind of struggle to kind of express um, a lot about what the songs mean to me and kind of to communicate that to the audience, especially now that we've been in a pandemic and I haven't been in front of people for a really long time. Um, it's kind of scary. And those those moments in between songs are the things that I'm not rehearsing and not practicing and not thinking about. I think my comfort zone is in those songs and um, it's very hard for me to kind of talk to people and to try and relate to people outside of those songs. So I think that's something that I'm definitely kind of working on at the moment with my stagecraft and just trying to kind of get through to the audience and relate to them outside of those songs.
And I've spoke, spoken to a number, a number of artists who've also said that they are very shy. But then how does a shy person step onto stage? What is that thought process like? And then play their songs that have been very private for themselves. They've been writing them in their bedrooms and things. And then they're just like, okay, I'm going to take a guitar and I'm going to play. I think it's, it's such a juxtaposition because I do have a lot of faith and a lot of confidence in myself and my own kind of musical ability. I think my comfort zone for me is actually being on a stage with a guitar in my hand and singing my songs. I think when, I, when I'm outside of that song and when I'm just standing there or if I don't have a guitar in my hands or if I'm just trying to speak to people, I think that's where I'm fully outside of my comfort zone because I think being a musician the only way you're expressing yourself is through song and through through lyrics and through singing and that's kind of my way of relating to people and connecting with people and I think I don't know being a shy person and getting on stage and doing that seems really like strange and I think a lot of people can't seem to get their head around it <laughs> but I think having a guitar in my hand seemed to make things kind of easier for me um because it's a performance um but then as soon as that performance ends, I'm then me and myself and standing on the stage again and having to open my mouth and people want to hear what I have to say. And I think that's that's the bit I struggle with the most. Do you think you'll ever be in a situation where your stage persona takes over your actual real life? Oh, that, that's an interesting question. I don't know. I love to kind of be as authentic as possible and maybe maybe that's the issue that I have maybe I should have more of a performance style persona when I get on stage so that it's not just me being very vulnerable and having to say things on stage um, that's coming from my own personal life um, so that might be something to consider but I think I'm quite down to earth and quite genuine and I think for me, my performance is me being quite vulnerable and standing up there and kind of just being myself. So I think it will always kind of be like that. Excellent. Now, how do you start off a song? How do you get the idea? How do you grow that song and then present that song to the outside world? Well, what's the process for you? Yeah, so a lot of the time, um since I've been young it's been a, an idea on the guitar or kind of a chord progression um I kind of have to lay down that as a basis first um and then I can come up with a melody line or kind of lyrics that kind of fits around a melody line and then I'll take the lyrics from there um it's kind of always worked with that process for me that I kind of need to have the chord process down the kind of melody line and then the lyrics to fit on top but um recently i've been trying to work the other way around um purely to i've kind of just been in a bit of a rut um and i've been trying to see if i can change things up and kind of move things around so i've been writing a lot of lyrics down and then seeing if i can go from there um which has been super interesting and i have kind of yielded some results by kind of removing myself from the process that I 
have always been doing and just to try something different, um, which has been interesting. But I think for me, I'll always want to try and put those chords down first so that I have a basis to work on and then the story can kind of go from there. I mean, I've always thought that the songs were poetry put to music, music. and do you think that um, you've been influenced in, in, in any way by the different poets or artists who are heavily known for their lyrics at all? I'm thinking like John Prine or someone like that. Yeah, so for me, lyrics are such a heavy part of um, my songwriting and me as an artist. And I think that comes a lot from my love of Paul Simon and his like witty lyricism and just pulling like things that are just outside of the box. I love his writing. Um, and I think that's always something that's going to be super important to me. And lyrics are always going to be the main part of what I do um, because they're so honest um, and they're a part of me and a part of my life. But I think in order for me to kind of get that story out and get those lyrics out, it's so nice for me to have a kind of basis that I can work on. But I totally agree with what you're saying. It's a, a lot of people do work the other way around. The lyrics are definitely the most important part. Um, I just seem to work a bit differently. Well, I'm glad that you do, because we, we don't want everyone just churning at the same, same, same ideas and thoughts. Um, where do you think your music is going to, going to take you, not just as a musician, but you as a person? Yeah, I do think that it's therapeutic. Um, and I've always said this, I think writing for me is so much more than a job or kind of a career it's just my way of dealing with things um and expressing my feelings and it's that's always going to be my kind of creative output um and it's always felt a bit like writing in a diary it's kind of like writing songs and i think that's helped me so much especially growing up and i think that's even if i don't turn it into anything like even if I don't make it kind of successfully, I think that's always something that I'm gonna incorporate into my life because it does help me kind of mentally process things and then the song's done and then I can move on and, and start something else. But I do believe that without music, this, this period of um, lockdown that we've all had, not just here in the UK, but around the world, it would have been a lot more difficult because music just, gives you that opportunity just to melt away, just to listen to the lyrics, to go to a different time and place. Um, what's the music that takes you away, that, that, that makes you happy or even makes you cry? So I listen to a lot of different stuff, um, but particularly the old ones are things that captures me the most. Um, like I was saying, Simon and Garfunkel um, is something that I will always, always listen to. Um, Joni Mitchell, um, John Denver, just really stellar lyricists, really amazing songwriters that completely like know their craft and 
know what they want to say um, and have something to say and just express it in the most beautiful way. Um, but I mean, even new artists that really capture me, um, Phoebe Bridges, I think she's an amazing lyricist. Um, I'm, I fully believe in everything that she says. Um, and Jade Bird, I think she's amazing. Um, yeah, yeah, just so many people that inspire me, um, especially women, like young women kind of knowing what they have to say and completely like owning their craft. And that's what really inspires me. Do you think as a young emerging woman is that the, the odds are stacked in the favour of men more? especially in the country scene? Yeah, I mean, I, I used to feel like that um, until I found so many of these wonderful um, up-and-coming female artists. I mean, I, I used to listen to a lot of male artists, but now a lot of my playlists contain a lot of female, um, really cool musicians. Um, and I think if you're really good and you have something to say, um, and you work really hard for it. I, I don't see that there's any reason to not be as successful. Um, I don't think there's any excuse. I think country music has been dominated by men for a really long time. That's, that's completely true. Um, but you've got so many powerful women. I mean, like Dolly Parton, you just can't deny kind of their prominence in country music. They've always been there, like Tammy Wynette. Um, it's just that they're really powerful women um, and yeah there's no reason as to why women can't do that and more. Do you think in this day and age that uh, Americana and country music especially in the UK still still needs to fight to be heard? I think UK country artists definitely um, I was meant to be playing uh, country to country um, last year um, and that was a cool opportunity because they were bringing in some UK artists to play some of those smaller stages but I still think as a UK country artist we need to fight for those bigger opportunities um, it's still even with C2C it's a fantastic festival but they're bringing in all those American artists to play those big big stages um, and I think people need to start taking UK country artists a bit more seriously. Um, there is like a serious amount of talent. Yeah. Um, and I think maybe audiences just take us for granted because we do live here and then we're not being brought in from other places. Um, but yeah, I think there's a bit of a way to go, but I think it's kind of going in the right direction. I think that you know, especially UK, UK artists, they truly do have an authentic voice. They, they, they have yeah. things that really connect with fans, really connect with, with audiences. I think that it's just a perception by, I don't want to say a lot of people, but it's there as to like, oh, no, no, but I only listen to your M.U. Harris and you know, everyone dulled off the part and that's who I like. But, you know, we as a country have produced fabulous musicians and bands, you know, 
uh, you've got the Beatles, you've got Rolling Stones, you know, you've, you've got Jade Bird, you know, we've got a lot of new music and a lot of people who have so much to say and is trying to get that opportunity to be heard. What, what more do you think that you could have to support you to, to get your voice heard? I think it's like we're saying with kind of um, audiences in the UK is that they need to kind of give us a chance. Um, it's been really great when I've played festivals across the years because um, audiences of festivals are very open-minded, I think. Um, and I seem to find a lot of my audiences at festivals, they're there to hear new music, they're there across the weekend. Um, a lot of them are more open-minded, but I think it's going to take a bit more for people to start coming out um, tonight's in London on a Thursday when it's raining to kind of just come out and see maybe three independent artists that they've never heard before. Um, and I totally get that. Um, people want what they know. They want to kind of have a guaranteed um, great night of music. But I do think people, if they gave it a chance, would actually really enjoy coming out and listening to a bunch of really talented independent artists like at the Green Note or kind of places like that. I think people just need to get out of their comfort zone and kind of rely on just showing up to one night and, um, and giving it a listen. And where do you think that you can add to this by your music? Um, I think in Americana, I think it's still quite new in the UK. Um, it's kind of more established in America, um, but I think it's slowly becoming more of a thing in the UK. And I think I'd love to be on like kind of riding that wave of new, young, modern Americana artists in the UK. And that's kind of something that I'm striving for. And I know we touched the, the, this right at the beginning, but um, what's next for Lulu Seagrub? Yeah, so I've got um, a few gigs coming up. Um, myself and the band are playing uh, Mosley Folk Festival next month, which is um, really exciting. And hopefully if things kind of start to get back to normal, I will be going to Austin next year to do um, like a songwriting residency, which will be super, super exciting. And um, I'm really just looking forward to experiencing audiences outside of the UK um, and kind of being able to take my music to, to different parts of the world uh, and meet new people. That will just be amazing. Well, um, thank you so much, Lucy, for coming on to the show. Wishing you every success with your Mimi music and loving to hear more. Lovely, thank you so much for having me.